Welcome to the On The Air podcast, a companion to On The Air magazine, a bi-monthly magazine from ARL for beginner to intermediate ham radio operators. I'm your host and the editor of On The Air, Becky Schoenfeld, W1DXY. Every month, the On The Air podcast extends material found in On The Air magazine to help you learn about the many things that the ham radio hobby and service have to offer. The On The Air podcast is sponsored by ICOM for the love of ham radio. Welcome to the December 2023 episode. In the November-December 2023 issue, we ran a story called Bits and Baud about important elements of digital communication, namely the quantity of information a transmission delivers, known as bit rate, and the rate of speed at which the information is delivered, which is known as baud rate. Today, we're joined by the article's author, former QST editor Steve Ford, WB8IMY, who's here to tell us more about the differences between bitrate and baud rate, as well as why hams are concerned with these measurements in the first place. Welcome, Steve. Good afternoon, Becky. So first of all, uh, are we talking about bits in terms of the modern definition of as pieces of information? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, one, one bit is one piece of information. Eight bits make a bar, not baud, but a byte, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Okay, great. So we've, we've got that as the, the ground information here. So the general public's been dealing with baud since computer modems became household items. Um, it's a unit of measurement, correct? Yes. And yes, uh, go ahead. No, it, it's... Basically, it's the number of changes that mm -hmm. a signal undergoes in a given period of time, which we explain in the article, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, it is not in itself the equivalent of bits, although once again, as we say in the article, it can be. Mm -hmm. So um, you say changes. So are we talking about changes in frequency, changes in, in terms of just there's additional information coming and that counts as a change? What does changes mean in this context? It could be a change in frequency and that's probably what most amateurs are accustomed to seeing. Mm -hmm. uh, frequency shift keying, jumping mm -hmm. from one frequency to another. Every time that jump takes place, that is a change or if you want to get esoteric, it's a symbol change. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, a higher baud rate means that symbols, information can be transmitted faster, transferred faster. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Okay. So, um, how is baud rate set? Like, if, if you have a, a setup for digital, how do you know what baud rate you're working with? Well, it depends. If we're talking about over-the-air digital, as you know, of course, the FCC regulates what baud rates can be used, on what frequencies. Uh, at right now, uh, and we'll get into the upcoming rule changes, but right now, uh, below 28 megahertz, you are limited to 300 baud. 
uh, above 28 megahertz, uh, specifically up to about 29.7 up to the end of the band. You could do 1200 baud and then it's different going to higher frequencies. Um, if you're talking about communication over wire, let's say, mm -hmm. oh, your computer is communicating with your radio so that you can use digital software or maybe logging software. Mm -hmm. That baud rate, again, is the information going back and forth. And usually when you're setting up your program, it will ask you to specify what baud rate you want. And that baud rate has to match the baud rate in your radio, what it's expecting. Otherwise, they simply won't communicate. Mm. Okay. Um, is a faster baud rate always better if you're within the limit? Over um, a wired connection, let's say, uh, yes. Uh, for example, um, my radio is capable, when I'm working with my computer, of displaying the entire uh, spectrum, you know, with the waterfall display and, and so forth. But I can only make that happen if I'm running a very high baud rate. Uh, typically, I think it's 115,000 baud, something like that, mm -hmm. uh, because the information is just being moved that quickly, and you've got a, a lot of information that, that is moving. Uh, when you get into radio, however, uh, baud, ugh, baud and bandwidth can be related, but it, it gets out into the weeds there a little bit. Okay. Um, are there uh, matters of error, error correction uh, that come into it as well? Not so much error correction. Mm -hmm. uh, there are all sorts of magical ways to, uh, to do error correction. Mm -hmm. uh, and what hams have done, uh, especially on HF, where once again they're limited to 300 baud, which mm -hmm. is really slow, and it's it's pretty pathetic uh, <laughs> for for HF use. Uh, but some ingenious hams out there have come up with some remarkable schemes to compress and encode, so that for every change, see, we're back to baud for every symbol change, that each symbol change effectively encodes more than one bit. Hmm. It encodes quite a few bits. Uh, they're just stuffing as many bits as they possibly can into each symbol change. And that's how, for example, uh, PACTOR 2, PACTOR 3, those digital modes, mm -hmm. they work and yet are able to uh, do what they do uh, within a limit of 300 baud. Hmm. Okay. So it sounds like at this point we might be needing to get into bit rate um, and how it can differ from baud rate. Uh, in your article, you give the formula for calculating bit rate, and that is the baud rate multiplied by the number of bits communicated with each signal change. Um, and you offered a very simple example of a digital signal that has a change rate of 1200 baud um, and if in which each change communicates just one bit of information. So if, uh, if it's 1200 baud and just one bit is being communicated, then that's a bit rate of 1200 as well.
because the baud rate and the bit rate are the same. Does that make sense? That's correct. Am I that is saying correct. that right? Okay. You're absolutely right. Okay. So, but generally we're talking about multiple, maybe thousands of bits being communicated. So what happens to the relationship between bit rate and baud rate in a case like that? It's very much disconnected, I guess you could say. Uh, that gets me back to, well, my previous example of uh, PACTOR 2, PACTOR 3, uh, where even within the constraints of 300 baud, uh, they're managing to communicate uh, quite a few bits uh, with each signal change. And prior to uh, roughly about 1980, uh, the FCC didn't really specify that hams, for example, below 28 megahertz were limited to 300 baud. But around 1980, the computer revolution really started to take off. You had the beginnings of packet radio. Uh, very soon thereafter, you had Amtor, which was a uh, error-correcting HF digital communications mode. Uh, and the FCC recognized that, or at least they felt, they needed to limit. They needed to set a limit of, in this case, 300 baud, because they were concerned that hams would create signals that were so wide they would cause all sorts of interference to, to other signals. And so we've been living with that 300 baud limit <laughs> ever since. Uh, and the FCC and... Uh, and, and well, the FCC has well known that it was antiquated. Hmm. And back in uh, 2013, ARRL filed a petition for rulemaking to have that changed, actually to have it abolished completely, mm -hmm. so that we would just be dealing with bandwidth, the width of a signal, how much spectrum it occupies, mm -hmm. not its baud rate. And Believe it or not, it took 10 years for the FCC to finally uh, agree and very recently say, yeah, you're, you're right. We're, we're going to eliminate BOD as a consideration, and we're just strictly going to go with bandwidth. Yeah, so uh, ARL and Ham Radio recently had this win um, with that petition that was uh, submitted in 2013. Um, and the FCC has agreed to, to eliminate restrictions on baud rate. Um, so that has not taken effect yet, but we do have that to look forward to. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, what the implications are of this limit being eliminated? Why, why do hams care about baud rate and bit rate? Is, is this a concern for everyday operating? I know that uh, it does, it is brought to bear in times of uh, disaster and emergency communication. Um, so what are the implications of this upcoming change? Well, you mentioned disaster and emergency communications, and that's a good example. Uh, one of the fastest uh, HF digital modes available to hams today is a mode called PACTOR 4. Uh, however, uh, American amateurs are not allowed to use PACTOR 4 because the baud rate, the effective baud rate that PACTOR 4 uses 
exceeds 300 baud. Mm. So whenever there was a need, like in a disaster situation where long-range digital communication was, was needed, uh, the ARRL had to essentially ask the FCC for a temporary waiver mm -hmm. to allow the American amateurs to use PACTOR 4. But of course, it was only effective for a, a short period of time. With this change to Part 97, uh, American amateurs will be able to use modes like PACTOR for whatever they want. Uh, baud rate will no longer be a consideration, only bandwidth. And PACTOR 4 and most other amateur radio digital modes occur within what some people call a voice bandwidth, the kind of bandwidth that a single sideband signal would occupy. So we're talking about 2800 to 3000 kilohertz, something like that. Uh, I don't know if average hams will see an immediate change. Uh, it will take it will take developers some time to develop modes that can now break free from that <coughs> 300 baud restriction and take advantage of everything that can be squeezed into say 2800 hertz uh, and uh, that could be formidable. Uh, I, I think we're looking at a future that could uh, see some real changes in terms of HF digital communications. Oh, that's exciting. I, I wasn't aware of that. So you think we, we may be seeing some advancements in uh, technology for HF as a result of this? Yes, and also, I, I should say, I believe that uh, this change in the regulations will also apply to, to VHF. So the baud rate constraint will be eliminated for VHF, UHF operators as well. So they will also have more room, if you want to call it that, to experiment and to use much, much wider uh, bandwidth modes than they could before. Oh, wow. That's great. So uh, so it sounds like we've got some things to look forward to, uh, you know, hams uh, in different parts of the hobby with different interests have uh, things to gain as a result of the, the uh, limit being eliminated. That's great. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I don't know when the current regulations will take effect. I believe they have to appear in the Federal Register. Yes. Um, that has not happened as of this date, right. but who knows, uh, perhaps soon. And then it'll be fascinating to see uh, how everything develops from there. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, as, as we've both mentioned, this change is not in effect yet. Um, so everybody still has to follow the, the existing rules on baud rate. Uh, but certainly when this change does go into effect, uh, there will be announcements in ARL news and, and other ARL media outlets um, letting the ham community know when this does go into effect. So uh, that is a, a win for us. It's exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, thanks again, Steve, WB8IMY, for joining us today. And the On The Air podcast will be back in January 2024. But in the meantime, have a safe and enjoyable holiday season, 73.